Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a golf course. 70 courses. Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? We're watching. Time for chill vibes. Beach yoga. How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Creamy. Crunchy. Creamy. Crunchy. Creamy. Crunchy. Crunchy. Food court. Food court. Food court with Richard Blaze. Argue in the food court. Food court with Richard Blaze. All right, welcome to Food Court, a production of iHeartRadio. This is Food Court, and I'm Richard Blaze. I've been a chef and a, well, I'm still a chef, <laughs> and a judge all over TV, so I've decided to take it to the next level, judging people on podcasts. So here we are in my court. I did it, everyone. I finally have made it to another media platform where I can judge people. Joining us in the court today, we have the host of Smart Mouth Podcast and former food editor at the LA Weekly, it's Catherine Spires. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. And here today to be the yin to her yang, it's the author of the culinary bro-down cookbook, Josh Scherer. Hey there, man. Hey. What's up? Good. What's going on? That was a very like non-bro-like, I think, I don't know, greeting. <laughs> What's up, bro? We're here in <laughs> Flavortown. Oh, no, 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 no. Try to get a different food network, okay? That's all right. That works. The two of you have spent a lot of time talking about food. Is this true? It is true. Okay. I mean, you know, sometime podcasting mostly. The occasional late night text being like, I can't believe I just heard you say that on Twitter or something like that. Oh, wait, okay. Yeah, so she gives me a lot of guff. That's been our relationship. It's a guff giving relationship. Mm, late am, night Twitter friends are always, that's, those are the best friends. That well, sounded salacious. It, it, it did, did sound a little salacious, but I'm 10 years <laughs> older than him and I guess. I'm his auntie, his food yeah. auntie. I like that description. <laughs> that, that goes. So like, what are a few things that you have that you do see eye to eye on that you have? Where do you have common ground in the food world? We've both decided that we are in love with the Georgian dish, uh, kachapuri. Yes. That is the thing we bonded over very quickly. Uh, the amount of cheese and butter that you can shove into carbs and then shove into either of our mouths is mm. just, it's exponential. It's in- incredible. All of a sudden, I'm like, it's, I know it's, it's early for us right now, but I'm super hungry. Never too early for that. It's not. For no. butter and carbs? No. Never. I know. 
but you probably, uh, both of you are like, where are you at in Southern California with carbs? Super okay pro-carb. Okay, pro-carb. Yeah, I'm, I'm the most pro-carb. I'm like anti-anti-carb. Carbophobia needs to go. It's 2020. Come on, people. Bring it, bring bring carbs back. Bring carbs if they back. ever left, they shouldn't have, right? right? Now, listen, I know you've brought a case to my court, but before we get into that, I'd like to learn a little bit more about you both. Catherine, tell us about yourself and what got you interested in food, which that's a pretty... Loose statement right yeah, there. Yeah, I would say what got me interested in food is that it's delicious. Mm-hmm. It's a lifelong Good interest. Start. Right? Yeah. And then I figured out that some people were allowed to write about it and get paid a small amount, but enough mm. to keep mm. buying more of it. Um, so yeah, I've been a food writer for like 15 years, I think, bouncing around various, sometimes freelance, sometimes full-time editor, and now full-time podcaster and Ooh. newsletter writer. Ooh, we're, we're all freelance, aren't we? Kind of in a way, right? Sort of, yeah. Is it the gig economy? Did I use that correctly? I think I believe you did, yeah. Did oh, I? Yeah, you are not a boomer anymore. <laughs> you are now an <laughs> honorary millennial. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, what do you th- what, where is the state of food writing? Because that is something that has like been all over the place in the last, you know, The state of food writing, it's not in a great place. It's in a more democratic place. It's cool that I think probably more people are making money at doing it, but it's not formalized anymore, which means that there's room for a lot more voices, but sometimes people pretend like they're a voice. Mm, There you go. Is the food critic dead? as a thing? Well, that would be so rude to say to people like Solejo and Pete Wells. <laughs> fair, fair, enough, fair enough. But you, you know what I'm saying though. As someone I who's, I'm, I'm dating myself here, but like the the power of the food review. Has Actually, it lost no. Its... I believe that the Dallas Morning News is going to hire their first full-time food critic for the first time in years. So there are some publications who are like, maybe they're figuring out that people are into food mm. and food media. And they're like, hey, wait a minute. Yeah. What they're if so we late. invested in this? They're so late. <laughs> Josh, what about you? What got you into food in the first place? Oh man. Uh, Food Network was actually a huge reason I got into food. I think I'm part of the first generation that grew up with Food Network as like, you know, an assumption in your life. Mm. Because so many people were like, people watching food on TV, that's crazy. And I'm like, I don't know, man. I I was, you know, nine years old watching Rachel Ray make 30-minute meals, and then I would go and like test that myself. So I was always interested from a a media standpoint. And uh, neither of my parents cooked at all. And so like it became my daily chore to cook dinner from when I was 12 years old. And so I was, you know, a total latchkey kid. I would come home. I would watch like three hours of Rachel, Bobby, Jada, and then I would cook stuff myself. So it's always been a huge part of my life. And then I got to college. I was studying political science and apparently wanted to be a political scientist, which I still don't know what that means. Uh, but like Catherine, so I, right? It sounds smart. It sounds a lot smarter than what I do now. Um, but uh, but yeah. And then uh, during college, I was like, apparently people can write about food for a meager amount of money, as Catherine described. Uh, and I started doing that. And then I got into the YouTube game and started making videos of me cooking. And uh, people responded to it. And now I'm there. Josh. I've never asked anyone this on Food Court. Do you have a TikTok account? I, I do have a TikTok account. And um, our first video, it's, I don't know what I'm doing on this. But we, uh, yeah, we got about 700,000 views on our first video Oof. with no followers. I deep fried a hammer. Then I put it in a hot dog bun. I covered it in ketchup, mustard, and relish. And then I uh, took a bite. I, now I get it. Yeah, now welcome to the state of yeah. food media. <laughs> there it is. Uh, we're in a great place right now. Everything is totally normal and oh, fine. What was that brainstorming session like? Like, what's our first TikTok going to be? Or did you just go for it? Or were there other ideas on the board before you got to fried hammer? Well, yeah, we were thinking about frying a block of Legos and putting that in a in a bun oh with lettuce God. and sriracha aioli. Like um, a 
mm-hmm. though, probably. Was, were, were you concerned about Legos melting? Well, no, you know, if, if you freeze was, the Legos and the, there's it's a like lot of a, sort of like a Lego Kiev sort exactly. of situation. Exactly. Okay. He really thinks it through, all this ridiculous stuff he yeah. does. There's Thank thought so behind much. it. <laughs> we got we got a, we did a, another TikTok where we fried a baby shoe and then put it in a hoagie roll. So we're really doing groundbreaking mm, stuff. Yes, yeah, so, but you, you've, you've found an angle, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's frying inedible things. Yeah, it's, it's you know, you just got to find your niche. You got to find your brand and then you run that into the ground. <sighs> Catherine, do you have a TikTok account? <laughs> I don't. I was terrified before and now I'm doubly terrified. Mm, yeah. I have to I have to say that I am a voyeur on TikTok. I have not posted anything yet, but I need to get into it, right? Because Yeah, follow Mythical know. Kitchen. We're thinking about deep frying a lot of dumb stuff in the future. <laughs> there we go. But now I can't do I, I can't steal that angle. I'm going to have to figure out something else to do. Okay, here we go. Back to the serious matter that's at hand. Catherine, please sum up the case in a sentence or so that you've brought to the food court today. Well, my argument is uh, that demanding that bagels be untoasted is actually the height of misplaced snobbery and is also incorrect because toasted bagels are the most delicious. Mm, Okay, toasted bagels going for the texture thing. Now, to me, that seems uh, pretty common. That's something that I've heard of and I've done a number of times. Josh, you think differently? I feel like Catherine misrepresented. She immediately came out with demanded painting me as the villain i take umbrage with that no no no, man it's it you're free to do whatever you want all i'm saying is we owe it to the food artisans that make bagels to eat their product as they intended if you would toast a bagel i think you would also put a nice medium rare ribeye in the microwave oh uh says the guy who's frying hammers (laughs) hey that hammer was fried to medium rare okay fair enough there was proper technique fair enough you put the little pick in it it said it was great All right. Well, today's a very specific case. You can tell we have some serious foodies. By the way, pro the term foodie? I don't care. Yeah, Honestly. I've reclaimed it. Okay, you've reclaimed (laughs) it. I've reclaimed foodie. Yeah. I don't know if you get to claim it, though, (laughs) with the hammer thing. We're going to get into that. Okay. But before we get into our arguments here in our courts, we like to start with a quick trivia round. So are you game for a round of trivia? Sure am. There will be a prize. The winner of the trivia round gets to decide the order that you present your arguments. Now, you both have a buzzer in front of you. And by the way, no one has grabbed the buzzers with more intent than the both of you. You were like, okay, we know what's happening. We're he a might just rattle off a question. I think so. I think this is what's happening right here. The winner of the of the trivia round is going to get to present your argument or make the choice of whether or not you'll present your argument first. You both have a buzzer in front of you. Catherine, please test your buzzer so we know what yours sounds like. Classic game show buzzer for Catherine and Josh. What about yours? All right, someone's here. It's Josh with a fried hammer sandwich. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there we go. We have uh, the doorbell for Josh. We have the uh, classic game show buzzer for Catherine. I'm sorry. Yes. I jumped the gun. I jumped the gun. Yeah, I don't excited. know. I, I thought I'd... Order in the court. Josh has been... I'm taking a point away from you, Josh, <laughs> already. And I'll be honest with you. It's my court. I'm just taking it away for the fried hammer sandwich. You're a no-nonsense like, judge. A no-nonsense man. judge. And no one has been docked a point before the trivia round starts. Wow. But you are minus a point for an illegal use of the buzzer before honored. the trivia round Absolutely starts. Absolutely honored. <laughs> Yes, there he is. Okay, here we go. Question one, multiple choice. What year was the electric bread toaster invented? A, 1911, B, 1925, or C, 1893? Josh. That would be B, 1920-whatever-you-said. Yes, that is incorrect. Oh, Catherine? I'm going to say... You got a buzz, Catherine. All right. I'm going to say C, 1890-something. The answer is C, 1893, by Alan McMasters. Yay. Edinburgh, Scotland. Did I pronounce Edinburgh? 
Edinburgh. I think it's Edinburgh. 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 Thank you. That's Edinburgh, Richard. Edinburgh. Okay. I am a little Scottish. I just did the DNA thing. So Aww. like now, like I'm really, I'm not allowed there. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll fry up some haggis and <laughs> put it in a, a Now bun. that's something you, you have to fry, right? <laughs> I think that's true. Okay. Here we go. Question two. That means Catherine has a point. Josh has minus one point. This question is worth two points. So Josh, you can get right back in it. What is the secret ingredient that people think might be the reason that bagels in New York City are so different than bagels in other cities. That is Catherine. Water. It is the tap water of New York City. Yeah, the New York water. I thought there we were playing is. Jeopardy rules. You have to wait until the, the, all the answers are finished. This one was this not is, multiple choice. This is a kangaroo court. I didn't say that it was <laughs> multiple choice. He didn't specify. Order in the court. Josh is out of control. Where's he the really bell? Is. I hold myself Where in contempt. Where is Gabrielle Collins and Jasmine Blaze? He's going to need a timeout. I almost, you almost, you're, you're, like if this was, you're almost yellow card. You're near a yellow card right now. So where are we at now in points? Crystal, we have uh, three points for Catherine and minus one point for Josh. We're com- this last question now. is going to be worth 17 points. The last question is you worth should... 17 points. This is my court. Don't judge me. You Please. should tell us if it's multiple choice or not so Josh doesn't flip out. Correct. This is a fill in the blank, Josh. Beautiful. Okay? Thank you. Do you need a couple seconds to... Get... Oh, no, I'm ready, baby. I was born ready. <laughs> Catherine, you're ready. You've been ready. Yes, have been. Okay, here we go. For 17 points, The first. this is the first 17-point question ever on Food Court. In 2018... Actor and rapper Ice-T dropped the bomb that he had never had a bagel and never had blank before. Josh. What is iced coffee? I am going to, let's see, I'm going to go to the, the what, answer so is, May I change it? What is cold brew? The answer? I would ooh, say it's a semantic you're difference. You're going the wrong way. <laughs> I would say you're hot coffee. Wrong, <laughs> a latte, a frappuccino. Josh. I'm sorry. Control yourself. I'm all wired. This, You are fired up. The answer is coffee. Josh, I'm going to give you credit for it. That is a 17-point answer. I don't deserve that. Uh, I yeah. get the... I, you deserve it. You, he needs you a deduction coffee. for freaking out. There was coffee involved. <laughs> I've been I mean, teed up I, twice. You've endeared yourselves to our audience. Some consider me the Rashid Wallace of food podcasts. Are uh, you breaking backboards? What does that even mean? That too. No, I will get technical fouls to fire up my side, and I will not apologize for Ooh, it. Ooh, you're, you're in hockey. What's that called? That's like you're the... Uh, the, the enforcer. The enforcer. Mm-hmm. You are the enforcer. Oh, yeah. I think you're too you think about this too much you're scaring me now this is, <laughs> hey, I don't know about this really the guy who's frying hammers is not overthinking I think. he knows how to get attention and that, that's ooh, the most mm. scary kind of being it was smart it a good hammer there we go <laughs> <laughs> there we go okay that means Josh you have 16 points because you lost one Catherine you have three uh, that means Josh you have won the trivia round congratulations you get to decide who gets to make their argument first what are you thinking here strategy wise uh, I want the ball and I'm gonna score Okay, so you're taking the ball. That's very rare. Most people let the other person go first. Josh is going to present his case first. He'll do that in a second. But before that, here's a quick break. Let's hit it. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a wave. Surfing. Give me a city tour. The trolley. Give me animals. The zoo. Give me some sea life. <laughs> Give me museums. Park. Give me a woo. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. 
Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. All right, here we go. We are back at the food court. This is a case of bagels to be toasted or not. Catherine loves to toast her bagels while Josh says absolutely not. The way this works is that each of you will have three minutes to state your case. During this three minutes, you need to lay out your case and not focus on your opponent. This isn't time to go negative. Josh, for some reason, I feel like I have to tell you that. That comes (laughs) later, okay? Uh, This is about letting the world know why your case is a positive thing. After you both state your case, you'll get two minutes of a rebuttal to go as negative as you want or to continue your argument, but that's not going to happen yet. Okay, so here we go. Josh, you're up first. There is three minutes on the clock. You're speaking to the point that bagels don't need to be toasted. Your time starts now. That's great. Positivity is a strong suit of mine. Um, I've prepared a written statement. I hope you don't mind. Dear Mr. Blaze, thank you for having me on your radio show. I hope one day you have as many successful restaurants as Top Chef Season 4 champion Stephanie Izard. Ooh, nice. <clears throat> a burn to the judge. She's That's good. good. That's good. Without further ado, here are all my reasons why bagels should never be toasted. Reason number one, I am Jewish, and I'm 85% sure that Catherine's family is Protestant. If I lose this debate, I will say it's because of anti-Semitism. Reason number two why bagels should never be toasted. I have deceptively low self-esteem. The confidence I exude is a poorly constructed facade, and I could really use a boost right now. I can relate. Thank you. I'm just, I'm just saying. Okay, now for actual things about bagels. First, for clarification, I don't care if you toast your bagels or not. Last night for dinner, I ate four-day-old orange chicken straight from the fridge, so I'm no one to pass judgment on literally anything. All I can do is explain my personal reasons for not toasting my bagels and hope you see the light as well. To quote former presidential candidate and maybe Wicca priestess Marianne Williamson, it is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us, and as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. Dang, I haven't said anything about bagels yet. Okay, cool. Here he goes. In my eyes, a bagel maker is owed the same respect as any food artisan, a French patissier, master wine blender, or a Oaxacan playuta maker. Would you, dearest Judge Blaze and Ms. Lady Spears, go to Maison Pichard in Paris, which has 4.1 stars on Yelp as of last Googling, Parisians are very discerning, Ask them to slice one of their famous croissants in half and deep fry it just for your own selfish pleasure. My God, you make me sick. Sorry, positive, positive. (laughs) Would you go up to Philippe Milka's face, ask him to pour you a glass of one of his famous Napa Cabernets, and then throw it in the microwave so you could warm your bones in the chilly California night? Well, we know Catherine would, and frankly, ma'am, you should be ashamed of yourself. (laughs) Without equivocation, we are duty-bound as hashtag foodies to pay homage to food artisans by consuming their products as they intended. The bagel dough is formed, it is risen, it is lovingly boiled in malt syrup, and then it is baked and meant to be eaten in a timely fashion. 
That is where the process ends. To cook a bagel twice via the act of toasting is tantamount to throwing a perfectly cooked ribeye in the microwave. You erase the craft and the care that went into the original product. I weep for Michael Wexler, owner-operator of Wexler's Deli right here in Los Angeles who recently said, When we first started, I didn't want to toast my bagels at all because a great bagel doesn't need to be toasted. We tried it for about 10 minutes and every single person was like, Can I get this toasted? Can I get this toasted? So now we have to toast every bagel. Catherine, he doesn't want to toast his bagels. He has to toast his bagels for his business to stay alive. He's held hostage by the Yelp hordes who have no idea the sacrifice that goes into making art, and yes, bagels are art. Now I understand why people toast bagels. It masks any mistake that can happen in the bageling process. You don't have the appropriate amount of chew on the outside or the proper chewy density in the middle. You pop it in a toaster until it's so desiccated that no one can tell the difference. To toast a bagel is to water down the quality that goes into every well-meaning bagel baker out there. It's a disgrace to the art. When we eat a bagel, we enter into a social contract. That we are not only enjoying a chewy baked pastry, but also the blood, sweat, tears, and craft that went into making it. Josh, coming in right there under the bell. Very, very articulate. Thank you so much. I will say that the, the Marianne Williamson quote, I mean, <laughs> I, right? that it, never, never has been mentioned. She, I think she's, she's still going to, she's President Marianne Williamson, I think we can say. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure people are writing her in, right? <laughs> you can uh, say whatever you want about <laughs> who the president is. <laughs> I, I, listen, this is a, a strong, hot take here. Malt syrup, yeah, right? That's Taking the, 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 the stance that it's the, the way the chef intends it to be eaten, to bake it twice is, is, is going against the artisan himself or herself. Hmm. And I think that that's a pretty interesting take. I do want to fry a croissant right now, to be honest with you. That sounds like a great idea to me. I'm not going to lie. Right when I was reading that, I was like, mm, I could go for that. <laughs> I know you'd be into it, as long as you can put some hardware in, in, inside of that fried Secret uh, ingredient. Uh, so a lot to think about. Uh, like many people that have come to Food Court, a lot of your stuff had nothing to do with bagels. And you were just politically pandering. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, and you're also the only person that has just come right out of the gate and taken a personal shot at the judge. Has that ever worked for you in your in the past? No, no. Self-sabotaging behavior, big in my life. Okay. There we yeah, go. Yeah. Uh, but I do very much relate to the, you know, the 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 aura of being, you know, on top of it, but having very low self-esteem. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah, yeah. We'll All right, talk, Catherine. We'll uh, <laughs> you're up. You have three minutes now to let the world know why. Bagels should be toasted. You ready to go? Yes. And your time starts now. Okay. So all the arguments against toasting are predicated on the idea that we're all eating these high-quality bagels and that they are straight out of the oven. Um, and the eminent food writer Ed Levine says, a bagel should be a rich caramel color. It should, be, it should not be pale and blonde. It should make a slight cracking sound when you bite into it instead of a whoosh. A bagel should be eaten warm and ideally should be no more than four or five hours old when consumed. All else is not a bagel. And there's also a Daily Meal essay called Real New Yorkers Don't Toast Bagels that says, those bagels acceptable for toasting, the frozen ones, the hours old bagels, the day olds, you keep them. They're not worth eating if you have to toast them. And this article <laughs> continues on telling people who toast bagels, stop invading New York and feeling like you're part of the in crowd because you know what schmear means. Go back to Ohio and pop a lenders in the oven if you want a toasted bagel. So these are the arguments and the people who are leading the never toast team. And I would say that there are maybe a few thousand people in the world who can get real bagels. The rest of us are eating these bad bagels, sometimes bad stale bagels, which even the purists say should be toasted. For instance, Maria Belinska, who's, I think, the world's leading bagel expert. She has a book called 
the bagel. Uh, she said, if the bagel's just come out of the oven, then it's a crime to toast it. But if it's over 12 hours old, then the bagel benefits from it. And this strikes me as the most reasonable argument that if it comes down to if it's not perfect, toast it. And none of us are eating toasted bagels outside of a very, very small community. And we have to deal with the reality of it. And also the idea that bagels are this static concept, that there's one way to make them, that there's one way to consume them, as I would actually argue fairly provincial, uh, because bagels and bagel customs both have changed over the centuries. For instance, uh, in Poland before World War II, Jewish bakers there made both what we call bagels and a similar round bread called obwarzenek, which apparently pre-World War II, all the old timers who were still around to talk with them told Maria Belinska that there was no differentiating the two. They were made differently, different process, had slightly different ingredients. No one cared. It was the same thing to them. <laughs> I think that the application of the word bagel itself was pretty loose. Finally, uh, cream cheese. It's an important part of the bagel argument um, if we're talking about authenticity. Cream cheese is an American product inspired by a French one. So it is obviously in no way a traditional old world bagel topping. In Europe, bagels sometimes might have been paired with smoked fish, sometimes actually spread with goose fat, which we certainly don't see here on bagels, either toasted or untoasted. Joan Nathan has made the point, she's another bagel expert, that like onions, sesame, all the bagels that we consider pretty plain nowadays, they weren't popular until well, well, well into the 1900s. And the combining of cream cheese and lox, that didn't happen until the 1950s. Catherine dropping the fried hammer <laughs> in her first round, quoting a number of experts, so many that I couldn't keep up with writing down how many experts were quoted. Listen, they know more than I do, so I just got to go with uh, what they I say. Mean, I mean, I will say this. Also, taking the, for, especially for a, you know, a food writer with such integrity, taking the non-elitist side of like, we don't all have the artisan bagel maker on our corner, yes. Josh. Goose fat <laughs> came up. Rarely, as a chef, am I inspired by someone's hot take on something. I'm going to go make that now and do a goose fat schmear. Another word that was mentioned in Catherine's I get extra argument. points for that, right? If I'm inspiring I mean, there's culinary lots of genius. Points. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I will have to say, though, after the first three minutes, I am s still clearly undecided to toast a bagel or not. And I do have to ask you really quickly, though, a, a hot take on the St. Louis-style sliced bagel. Do, you, do either of you know what this is? Yes. I sure do. And what's your hot take, Catherine? <laughs> Again, whatever people want to do. <laughs> okay. There are Gosh. rules. It is an abomination. <laughs> Those people deserve to, uh, frankly, be in. Is there like a gallows, like a jail underneath this court? Because they should be thrown in there. Not no. yet, but we, you might find out. <laughs> also anti the St. Louis uh, slicing of pizza, the pub style. Okay. Also anti St. Louis pizza. Can we just talk about things I hate? They don't. Their crust <laughs> right. is unleavened. It's a cracker. All right. What are you doing? Yeah, so you are clearly, like, you you live on both coasts. Uh, there's an yeah. elitist aura uh, like just, just oozing from you right now, Josh. Okay, yeah. there we go. That's the first round. I think, listen, how do you eat a bagel when you're driving your car? That's the, that's the, uh, the, the take on the St. Louis sliced bagel. Oh, you, that's you interesting. You slice it vertically, and you dip in the cream cheese. Whoa. Anyway. A lot of automotive-related deaths to eating. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about Actually, that. I would agree with that. Don't be dipping things when you're driving. You know what? Public service announcement. You're both absolutely right. I shouldn't have said that. That was irresponsible of me. Do not <laughs> dip and drive. Okay? Whatever that means to you. You okay. have influence, Richard. You have to be this careful. Is, no, you're both right. Thank you for taking me off, walking me off the ledge there. Okay, here we go. We're down to our rebuttal round. Uh, it's undecided. This has been a good one. This is a throwdown. Josh, it's your time now to let Catherine know 
why just really toasted bagels are the absolute worst. You ready to go? Absolutely. Your two minutes starts now. Catherine. Yeah. I hear you. I really do. I'm not a bad guy. You know, I'm on your side. People don't have access to all these artisanal bagels out there. But at what point do we decide who gets to uh, actually define what a bagel is? Right? Because you could look at, like, say, the Sara Lee bagels. I grew up eating Sara Lee bagels. I grew up toasting them. Right? But to me, is that even considered a bagel? What is a bagel? Is it a bread with hole in the middle? At what point can you say that, you know, that bagel has actually been, you know, boiled uh, and then, you know, uh, had the malt syrup applied and all that? Like, at what point do we water down the tradition of bagels so much that we're just calling a, a bread with hole in it a bagel? And that's my point. I think the term bagel gets to be defined by the people who have put the most work and energy into it. It's funny, when we're actually deciding, you know, when we're talking about what we're going to talk about in this podcast, uh, I initially thought, like, well, Josh, you eat toasted bagels all the time. And then I really thought back to my head. I haven't done it in about five years. I'm five years toasted bagel clean. Everybody, please clap. Thank you. I'm a hero. And, you know, in my office, we have a, a large sack of bagels, and I see people eat them every morning. And I realize that, like, nothing interests me about this. It's like, um, you know, if it's a utility meal for you, if you want to toast your bagel in private, again, I have no problem with that. But my problem is going to places that have actually put a fair amount of care, time, and energy into making the product as good as they can to do it. I understand, you know, you may call me an elitist, uh, but to me, I think I'm protecting the working class of bagel makers. They have a proud tradition, and I grew up with my grandma, <laughs> who, Catherine, my grandmother, 98 <laughs> years old, Lily Blazowski, fled Latvia because of persecution, and I grew up watching her take a... God, I'm sorry, I'm getting emotional. Taking a Sarah bagel and saying, He's not. Josh, <laughs> this is just bread. That's not what she sounds like. But no, I think at some point, you know, we uh, we let people define what a food is based on how much kind of work they put into it. I think this isn't to say gatekeeping is ever like the best thing in food, but I think at some point it is, you know, protecting tradition. All right, Josh, there we go. Leaving us in the rebuttal phase there with what is a bagel? That's really what that was all about. It's okay to toast them in private. Yeah, sort of like letting us like that toasting a bagel is shameful. <laughs> Absolutely. You shouldn't do <laughs> in public. Yeah. Uh, and also really playing the hardcore sober schmear yeah, yeah. take right there. Like you haven't toasted a bagel in years. Grasping at straws is and, what someone called it. Uh, listen, I will say as someone who has competed on so many different television cooking competitions and judged and hosted so many things, anytime grandma comes into play, mm -hmm. you are tugging on some heartstrings. Catherine, arms folded, ready now for her rebuttal. <laughs> Catherine, you're ready to go? I am. All right, your rebuttal starts now. Josh, as a fellow blonde member of the tribe, I cannot believe you just assumed that I was a Protestant. <laughs> that is unreal. And if you think I don't have Holocaust survivors in my family either, you've got another thing coming. So that's a non-starter right there. <laughs> I'm actually a Catholic Jew, so uh, a lot of guilt mm -hmm. all the time. I'm guilty for even saying that. Um, all of your references are snobby. And so I think ipso facto, <laughs> ipso facto, I know how it's pronounced, uh, so are you. Uh, and so <laughs> so are all your arguments. I don't know if he's allowed to answer questions during my rebuttal, but I'd love to know what these bagged bagels you're getting at work are, that they're so good you don't have to toast them. Mm -hmm. No, I, I don't eat them. I don't think they should be consumed. So any. They're just a sack of Costco bagels. Oh, okay. The best sack bagels in the game, but still not good enough for me. <laughs> so even that, I think, is incorrect because these really are the bagels that most people can get. Um, um, I know that lots of times people look to New York as like the snobbiest culinary city in America, but we all know it's Los Angeles. And 
you're being like a hyper Angelino right now. Another thing and another question for you. I know that when Wexler opened his deli, he did not make his own bagels. Is he making his own bagels in house now? Uh, pass. So yeah, that's what I thought. I pass. <laughs> I assumed as such. <laughs> so I know originally he wasn't. So if he's toasting store-bought bagels that he bought, I just don't see the problem with it. Every argument against toasting comes back to the idea that I just don't think that it, it holds up, especially within the context of we are in America and it's where all these cultures smash together to delicious effect. It's where we got bagels and cream cheese. So if the same country that gave us bagels and cream cheese wants to give us toasted bagels, I say yes. USA. U- <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Catherine, uh, never before on the food court has someone put their opponent on the stand, basically. <laughs> yeah. And Josh, you had to pass on that one. You, 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 didn't even, you didn't know the answer. That was a big moment right there. That's the one they're going to be replaying in the, in the news clips. That's going to be the glove on the hand. It is. Yeah. And I feel bad about setting Mika Wexler up like that, but you brought him into it, so it's I your fault ultimately. <laughs> there we go. Uh, Hyper Angelino came up. Lots to think about. Uh, is it because I started doing CrossFit, Catherine? Is that it why you're totally you is. That's when he became the Hyper Angelino. Wow. Before oh you were just a cool guy. Now you're a CrossFit Ooh, guy. There it is. I can't believe I called you Protestant. You're, you're not even close to that. I no, assumed. I know. You assumed, and I'm saying you're a blonde Jew too. Yeah. You shouldn't do that. Well, <laughs> that's a good segue. Uh, I had mentioned my uh, Scottish DNA. I am also 0.1% Jewish. Mazel. So I want everyone to know that as I uh, head to my chambers right now to make this decision, that that obviously will not be... Uh, a part of my decision. <laughs> you both have a real talent at dragging out an argument. <laughs> and trust me, I mean that. I do. I do mean that as a compliment. This has been an epic hmm. throwdown, and I am going to need to retire to my chambers, which is that sofa right over there. Uh, but before that, let's take a quick break. Let's hit it. Give me a vacation. vacation. Give me a wave. Surfing. Give me a city tour. The trolley. Give me animals. The zoo. Give me some sea life. <laughs> Give me museums. Park. Give me a woo. Roller coaster. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. 
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. But all you have to do is prove that there's there's a single instance in which you should toast a bagel. Like, what if someone put a gun to your head and said, Josh, if you don't toast this bagel, this baby will die? This topic was your idea. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having fun, though. This is great. <laughs> yeah, no, I I liked it a lot. There's, um, I really think the America thing is the most important part of it, yeah. though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tried to pander about my grandma, and you pandered to America. Okay, well, listen, I am back, and I'm pretty sure uh, that I've made up my mind. But before I give you my verdict, do either of you have any final words to say? This could change my mind. Josh? Yeah, about Stephanie Izart. You know, maybe I shouldn't have said I mean, it, you made some decisions in the finale. I'm sure you don't want to relive. You know, I came but, back and won the All-Star season. Yeah, Josh. yeah. And, and I doubled some, my money, just some, to be clear. Some people remember that season. But the thing about season four was, it was, you know, that's about it. That's all I got to say. Okay, fair enough, Josh. Taking another shot at the judge. Catherine, last words. This is going to sound so fake coming right after Josh, but you've always been my favorite Tom Chef contestant. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All That's right. That's true. Well, for such great arguments, I'm surprised that you've both just taken that horrible last moment <laughs> to just try and bribe the judge, basically. Uh, or, know. yeah, get me to change my answer, perhaps, because I don't want people to think now that I you know, voted a certain way. See? Because... Always conniving now. Yes, one. yes. Very, very him, so he yeah. wants to win my respect. Uh, <laughs> exactly. But I have thought about this. Uh, for a long time, which uh, was just a couple minutes over there on the sofa in my chambers. Uh, a lot of great things were said. I mean, Josh, really taking the stance that you have to respect the artisan and the chef and the baker and the bagel maker, that you don't toast the bagel, that bagels are art, uh, and that it's shameful to toast. And just mm. lots of lots of love and positive energy for the Marianne Williamson quote. Like that's Thank just you. really sort of brought it all together. <laughs> Catherine, I mean, no one has come into this court and quoted so many experts, like a true writer. <laughs> uh, I mean, and also just uh, cream cheese is American. Cream cheese is gonna work great on a toasted bagel. I'm a little surprised and a little sad that the, the term Maillard reaction wasn't used. Oh, The yeah. browning of proteins, which quite honestly could make a bagel taste better if it was toasted, but you missed that one. You're right. But after thinking about this, and let me just make sure I have this answer right. Okay. This judge rules in favor of the toasted bagel. I get it. At the end of the day, there were just too many facts, Josh, but I, I, it was closer than you probably think that it was. Thank you. But um, facts went out. Facts, facts won out. And also, really, Catherine, again, not to recap it, but by putting him on the stand in the rebuttal okay. and really uh, having you sort of just like stone cold, not being able to answer there. I think that really was what did it. To get more Catherine Spires, check out her Smart Mouth podcast about the food that people eat and her food newsletter at smartmouth.substack.com. Josh has appeared on the Smart Mouth podcast, and you can also check out his new podcast called A Hot Dog is a Sandwich. 
as well as his YouTube channel, Mythical Kitchen. By the way, a hot dog is a sandwich. It is. I don't know if that's like something that comes up, but bread I mean, and meat. It's a Catherine, sandwich. do you think a hot dog is a sandwich? I actually do. Yeah, we're okay. agreed on that. We are all. Oh. It's peace and love. <laughs> uh, listen, everyone, what do you think? Do you toast your bagels? Do you like toasted things? Do you not toast? Are you a shameful toaster that does it only in private? <laughs> Let me know all about it. Listen, I, I, I can take it. Let me know across all social media channels at Richard Blaze. Food Court is a production of iHeartRadio. I'm Richard Blaze. My producer is Crystal Bamahi. Food Court was created by our executive producer, Christopher Hasiotis. The rest of my Food Court clerks are Gabrielle Collins, David Wasserman, and Jasmine Blaze. The theme song is by Jason Naismith. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And until next week, Food Court is adjourned. person eats pizza with a fork ready okay give me a beach beach give me great food tacos give me adventure hiking give me a date night sunset cruise give me some smiles cheese give me more beaches beaches what's that spell san diego if you're happy and you know it san diego is the place to show it book your trip at san diego.org Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.